Hi everyone, welcome back. Katie and me are here just to talk about a really fun topic actually today that Katie and I, like we always talk about this off camera, I feel like, and then we wanted to bring it to you guys. And it's basically just talking about relationships and unlearning toxic behaviors that we bring to our relationships that sometimes we just don't even realize. And um, I saw this quote actually last night. I don't know who said it, but I just saw it. <laughs> and it says, if you want to change your habits, you have to let God change your heart. And mm. I think sometimes in relationships, like we always want to point out the negative things about our boyfriends or girlfriends or whoever it is, husbands, wives. And we don't even recognize like our contribution to the negativity or the toxic behaviors just because you know, we grew up a certain way, which is going to be different than the person that you marry or date. And you're going to run into conflict. You're going to just like process things differently because you're a different person. God made you unique. And mm -hmm. um, so we wanted to kind of dive in and how to like recognize just behavior patterns that are just not healthy and how to like unlearn those behaviors to really just mm -hmm. mend your relationship, especially if someone's, you know, fighting with their spouse often and like, you know, just always pointing out the wrong in them, but not able to, yeah. you know, turn inward and look at themselves and see that like, okay, I contribute because of my childhood or um, just, you know, my stubbornness or my pride or whatever it is that causes us to um, mm -hmm. just butt heads with our significant others. And it's just really important to focus on conflict resolution because I know for me and um, my boyfriend, we have taken um, just some premarital like courses and um, studies that we've done together that have really helped us with conflict resolution because yeah. our communication styles are so different and we've just yeah. learned how to come together and communicate and learn also when to walk away during a conflict as well, because I think that's a big part. And so, um, yeah, so today we're going to be kind of talking about like unlearning toxic behaviors and then just a little bit of like conflict resolution and our own personal experiences and things that have helped us, um, just in our own personal relationships and get closer with, um, our loved ones. Yeah, no, I think this is a really, really good topic because I think a lot of times we're, subconsciously influenced by maybe what we see on social media or on with other people what they're posting or kind of cultural things. And there is this popular trend here recently that is like, oh, cut out every toxic person in your life. And like, you are yep. in the right and you know, all these things. And, and it's almost this just fueling the flame of pride, because if mm. you actually, I mean, of course, there are certain situations that may need to be, you need to ex like remove yourself completely. That's not what we're addressing today. We're talking about normal conflict, normal mm -hmm. relationships. You will have conflict. Like every single person is a sinful human. We're all very different. We have different upbringings. Yeah. We have different personalities. Mm -hmm. And conflict is not a something that we should avoid. We should actually should embrace conflict, but in a healthy manner. So Okay, right. where are we on different pages on something? And how can we actually, through this conflict, grow closer together? Because conflict, I mean, coming from going through a very intensive premarital journey with my husband, my now husband, and we still go to counseling every month, actually. We invest in that for our relationship. And every time we have conflict, 
it actually is an opportunity for us to grow closer together. But the way that that is going to be stifled is if you are stuck in your own pride and only see the wrong or the negative of the situation coming from the other person. And that is rooted in pride because even if you only have, let's just be generous and say 1% of the conflict that or the wrong in the situation that you're contributing, it's important to own up to that 1% or that 5%, 20%. Usually it's closer to 50-50 than we like to admit. And yeah. that humility, and like you said, your heart posture is then what breeds that progress. And I think then reconciliation and recognizing, ooh, what is it about, let's say my upbringing or my sin patterns or my proclivities that lead to me acting in a certain way? So for myself, I'll just give an example. It would be, I get frustrated. And so I may get in a certain situation just have this like frustration that boils over. And I may Mm -hmm. say something to Jake, my husband, just because he may have done something that made me angry. doesn't mean that that justifies me being unkind. And so we really have to take a step back and recognize our own proclivities to sin and our own individual sin patterns and own it. And that is something that's super important is taking responsibility for your part in the situation and your part in whatever dysfunction may arise. And that is what leads then to growth in a relationship, a deeper relationship. I mean, some of the biggest conflicts I've had with Jake have brought the greatest fruit because we're able to walk Mm -hmm. through it in a healthy manner. We're able to bring it to like, let's say if it's something really big to our counselor and as a, a third party, independent third party, he can really help us work through that in a biblical manner. So it's an opportunity. So looking at conflict or unhealthy patterns you see, like that is such an opportunity for growth and for sanctification and humility. Yeah, it really is. And it gives us like, just, I think like, we have to like turn inwards and really like check ourselves and realize like, wow, like I in my mind, in my singleness, I was perfect and I never made mistakes and like nothing I did was wrong and things like that. And, you know, when you get into relationship with someone, you realize like, wow, my upbringing is going to, you know, shape my worldview and shape the way that I respond to certain things. And I know for myself personally, like I came from, or I come from a um, home where my mom and dad are still together, where my boyfriend, it's opposite. They were divorced and had a very difficult divorce. And so there's certain learned behaviors when you see your family and your mom and dad who may fight, but then they, they're quick to mend their relationship, apologize to one another and Mm -hmm. seeing that played out through my childhood really does Mm -hmm. help me personally with conflict resolution and understanding, like, even if we fight, like we have to still come together. We have to be forgiving. We have to be loving. And like, sometimes like I will, just be like, you know what? I'm going to apologize. Even if I don't feel like I'm wrong, or even mm-hmm. if I don't feel like I, it is my fault. Like I want to be quick to mend that conflict. So when we apologize, I notice that it softens the other person's heart mm-hmm. to be able to receive yeah. whatever the 
criticism or just open that conversation so you guys can both quickly start mending that relationship and coming to that person in love and not in pride. Because anytime that like me and my boyfriend have fought and I feel like, you know, like I can feel like my pride, like boiling yeah. up and I'm just like, want like kind of the same thing. Like I'll get frustrated and I'll want to say something mean that I know that will like crush yeah. him because that is mm-hmm. like, you know, you know, the person that you're with, you know what you could say to get them to a certain place. And I'm like, right. like, and I'm not saying that I've never done this, but I'm saying like, I can feel it. And I'm just like, I just need a break right now. Like I need to walk away because I don't have anything nice to say to you right now. And like, I just don't want to take it to that next level where, you know, it can get really nasty. And then also being like, I know that that's not the right thing to do. And, um, and just, I have noticed like, you know, just coming in a humble, kind spirit, whether it's my fault or not, or whether I think it's my fault or not, has always mm-hmm. opened up more doors to us having that open communication to where we're quick to resolve something, you know, versus it being like a big fight that it could have just been avoided. Because I would say like the joke between me and my boyfriend is like, sometimes we just fight about little things just to fight, but we're not really mm-hmm. like the main things we don't actually have issues with. And I'm like, okay, how important is this thing that I want to like fight about today? Mm-hmm. And then that's kind of a way yeah. that I will look at it and be like, okay, it's not that important to break our trust in our relationship mm-hmm. just so I could be right. Or I could prove a point or whatever mm-hmm. it might be, whatever the intention might be. And, um, And yeah, and like, you know, we all have different responses to stress and conflict. Some people avoid conflict, so then they'll never say if they're upset and they're never, Mm -hmm. never will like confront, you know, Mm -hmm. an issue because you can still confront an issue and do it in a loving, kind way if you feel like certain boundaries are crossed or whatever it may be. Um, So yeah, it's just like finding that communication style because that is like the biggest thing that I've learned is that I am... um, I don't really know. Like I'm more like, I guess, figurative. Like I, I am not very literal, like where my boyfriend is very literal and I'm not like, I'm like, I I don't know. Like if you say like one plus one, or like, if you say the sky is orange, like it, the sky is orange to him. Like to me, I'm like, well, that's like an orangey purple. And so that would like drive him crazy that I'm like kind of wishy-washy about that. And he's like, it is this. So that would create some like things in the beginning when we're getting to know each other. But I laugh about it now because, um, I was just like, you know what, God, like, it is so amazing how different you make each and every one of us. And then you bring us together to remind us that, you know, we have to continue to practice the love and kindness that he showed us, um, to the person that we're with. And Mm -hmm. it's not always the easiest thing. Um, Mm -hmm. but just patience is like a big thing too. being patient and understanding. And, um, especially if there's trauma from childhood and, um, from just family things, like I, can love on him better because I understand his background and Mm. um, yeah. And that is a helpful thing for us at least. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I I think it is the ultimate sanctification process when you're in a close relationship with someone, obviously the first, first and foremost thing you should look for in a, in a spouse or boyfriend um, speaking from the female perspective, is a godly man. Uh, and so when you're in a relationship with a godly man and that's established, like conflict will happen no matter 
how mature yeah. someone is, no matter how godly, like we all have a sin nature. And it is such yeah. a sanctifying process. Like I was just reflecting when you were talking about your differences and Jake and I, I mean, we, when we did the premarital counseling, just survey and different types of things, like on so many different personality things, we're the complete opposite. But yeah. the beauty of that is there's that old saying opposites attract. And I think one of the reasons the opposites attract is because my strengths were things that I, my patterns are totally different mm -hmm. than his. So what I see in him is someone who is just, he is like an eternal optimist. I am, I call mm -hmm. myself a realist <laughs> and yeah. he is all hours of the day and just joyful. And I'm like, I need quiet. He's Mr. Extrovert yeah. and I'm much more introverted and need my alone time. And so those things are so attractive at first when you're in a relationship, because you see his strengths are different than mine. And so you're naturally, I think, drawn to that because in a marriage, yeah. complement each other well. And I didn't want to date someone that was just like me. I mean, we would probably yeah. count macros for the rest of our lives and be robots and stay inside. And I don't know, like just we'd work too much. And, you know, whereas Jake, he's yeah. more of the fun one and he pushes me outside my yeah. comfort zone. And so the thing is, though, about opposites attract is then a lot of times in a relationship, that's what you have conflict over. And so I think for remembering sure. to like reflecting upon the, wow, what was it that first really attracted me to my spouse, mm -hmm. to my significant other. Mm -hmm. And not losing sight of that because we can get so impatient and hardened yeah. and prideful in, especially when you're living together, when you are married and you are constantly around each other more than you were before. Those things that you used to be attracted to then start to become just bothersome or annoying because right. in your pride, you see that as lesser than because it's different. Right. And so I think it's right. really important to remember like, okay, God made my spouse a certain way and his gifts and abilities are much different than mine and praise God for that. And just because it's yeah. different doesn't mean it's lesser than. And in our pride, right. I think sometimes too, we can see our ways of communicating as being better or our ways of seeing a situation is better. And I've run into that too, with our relationship with, with Jake, I, at times I'm much more logical and in terms of like how I view situations, I'll look at it from just, okay, here are the facts and here's the logic. Whereas he sees things glass half full and everything is optimistic and we can do it. Yeah. And I get, and at first I would get mad because I would be like, you yeah. are being dismissive of the reality, but Actually, I was being impatient with his optimism because it was, I felt like it was overshadowing maybe my perspective. And in my pride, I thought yeah. I was right. Whereas it's just right. different. Okay. Maybe yeah. I bring a certain view of a situation that is good in certain circumstances because of discernment. Maybe as women, we're, we're just usually a little bit more aware of danger and a yeah. little bit more aware of risks in certain things. We're just, generally more risk adverse because we are nurturers, yeah. we are mothers. Yeah. And so we have to be in order to keep people alive. Um, right. But that's not better than Jake's desire to be spontaneous or a little bit more risk taking. So 
it's important to remember the differences too, and especially the differences between men and women. And that's yeah. where our counseling has been so good because we have been able to break that down in a calm environment where someone else is mm-hmm. there who's going to walk through that in an unbiased yeah. manner. And that's something too, like if you don't have necessarily a counselor, could be a godly mentor or a pastor or someone that you trust that could potentially be a mediator if you do have a big conflict and you need to work through that. And that's sometimes yeah. too where you're called your own sin and you don't realize, yeah. oh, this sin pattern um, until someone else is able to put it out in, in your life. Yeah. So I think it's really important to seek biblical community where you can have these conversations and you can maybe with another friend or a couple talk about, oh man, we're experiencing this. And you'll be so shocked at how many people are going through something very similar that you are yeah. and you can just I mean, we talk about this all the time. It's like we yeah. share difficulties in our relationships and we're like, oh yeah, <laughs> we're yeah. going through the same thing or like, oh yeah, that's very similar. And it's so reassuring yeah. because conflict is normal and that process is not a bad process to go through. And that humility, yeah. I think, can be enhanced by being open and sharing with other other Christians and, and friends and trust. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. And I think too, like when you know someone so deeply, like you're going to know their triggers, you're going to know the things that hurt them. You're going to know all those little things. And, um, and I think a lot of times people will use those to like in their advantage to prove their point or to be right or whatever, where I'm now, in my relationship, I'm saying like, okay, those are ways that I can use to make sure that I am not like touching on those, those areas that are more sensitive and being like more, um, aware and using those to deescalate. So like knowing, like, for example, um, my, uh, like I said, my boyfriend comes from a divorce home and there was a lot of fighting like in his house, even before the divorce. So he doesn't like, like yelling, um, just because that was something that was so often. So if I, I raise my voice and get like, like he always says, sometimes you get amped (laughs) and I was like, and if I, and sometimes I'm not like upset, but I'm like expressing like how I'm feeling. So he doesn't receive that well. And it's, and I think for him, it more so reminds him of like childhood things. So he is immediately defensive because he doesn't, feel like he can communicate with me if I'm, as he says, amped. So, um, I've learned that like certain things, like is not it, certain things that I do are going to make him react a certain way. So a lot of the times, like we have just really practiced like conflict resolution and like, how can we communicate healthy health in a healthy way? And then knowing when to pull back and it's not time. Like we, We'll give each other space if needed, especially if it's like a, a real fight, not like a stupid fight about like you're annoying today or whatever. Um, but um, that was like a biggest thing. And then just like how to deescalate. And I think with deescalation, it comes from knowing like you're the person that you're with, that you're with their triggers and then not like tapping into those things yeah. because I feel like so often it's like, I know if I say this, this will piss him off. And it's like, well, why would you say that? Or why would you, you know, kind of express yourself in that way. And then, um, another thing for us is like, like I said, apologizing quickly has been something that we have practiced 
probably really well for like the last year now is like apologize mm-hmm. quickly and try to mend that relationship as quickly as possible or that conflict, I mean, as quickly as possible. And it helps to not like carry kind of resentment towards the person that you love because like say something gets swept on the rug like there's a little fight but we didn't talk about it and then it gets swept on the rug and then it kind of gets swept on the rug and then there's a bigger fight and then that old fight gets brought into the new mm-hmm. fight and then it ends up yeah. being like this snowball effect you know so right. for us like yeah I, I would say my advice would be just to know those traits of the person that you're with and then not try to like you know like put your finger in an open wound. Um, and yeah, that, and it's obviously sometimes easier said than done, but like when you're asking the Lord to come into your relationship and, um, and to fix the issues that are with you, like it does actually become easier. And like in my notes, I just put like, do not underestimate the power of prayer over your relationship. Um, I will say personally, like, I don't think I've ever prayed for someone more in my entire life than I have for my boyfriend. Um, and I am like, I see the work that God has done Mm -hmm. in him in the last two and a half years. And I'm like, so overwhelmed and so blessed by it. And just like, Mm -hmm. just such a different person in the sense of like, I, he has always been a great person, but just seeing like the humbleness that God has given him over the last two and a half years where pride was a root of a lot of the fights that we would have Mm -hmm. in the beginning. And I'm like, I'm so blown away. Like last night I was just like thinking about that and I'm like, well, I know that that is only what the Lord can do. And obviously you could have all the, you know, like little tactics and things that you could use, but really inviting the Lord in. And if you're someone who's in a relationship, married or not, or whatever, and you're not praying for the person that you're with, like you need to be praying for that person every single day and praying for over your relationship because Satan does want to tear apart Mm -hmm. relationships. And especially if you are in a godly relationship, like God Mm -hmm. wants to tear that apart or God, sorry, Satan wants to tear that apart. And, and that's a lot of times I think conflict arises from that too. And, um, yeah, never underestimate the power of prayer. I feel like there's just, I I think so many people don't realize truly how powerful it is. And I've seen God in my, throughout my whole life, not even just in my relationship, but throughout my whole life, like I have seen God move through a consistent prayer warrior. And then you have people around you praying for you and it's, yeah. yeah, it's just it don't don't like dismiss that because I think a lot of people yeah. like I've talked to so many people and oh, they don't Lord. pray over their relationship. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. And only the Holy Spirit, only the Lord can can make us whole. Like we know, yeah. like you said, no tactic, no strategy, no you know, system of blah 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 right. is ever going to fix anything unless you first address your heart, which only yeah. is sanctified by humbling yourself, repentance and submitting yeah. to the Lord. Yeah. And so I think it's really important, like you said, to be prayerful and pray to God, pray for him to reveal where you fall short. What yeah. fruit of the spirit are you not exemplifying in your relationships? Mm-hmm. And I think it is even helpful to list them out. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, yeah. goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control list them out and go through them and actually be honest with yourself and pray like, God, like help me with my, my joy. I struggle with that. And, and, or 
sanctify me in this area. And I love 2 Corinthians 9, 8. I think this is such a great reminder. God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. It's not us. It's the Lord working through us. The Holy Spirit enables us to manifest good works. It's not our own striving. And so that needs to be the foundation of everything. And like you said, like the power of prayer, and I can give just a personal testimony. I mean, throughout my entire dating, engagement, marriage with Jake, it's prayers have been answered above and beyond what I ever expected. And it's only been through the Holy Spirit that any incredible work has been done. It's not me forcing Jake to do something or me mustering up the good works to, you know, please, whatever. It truly is that prayer, the relationship with our father that sets that biblical foundation, sets that, that platform to go off of. And then we can build a healthy relationship. Then we can be humble and we can repent and we can acknowledge, you know, it, it only comes from that start. And so if you don't have the Holy Spirit within you, if you haven't given your life to Christ, like, and you're listening to this, that should be the first step. Like, seek the Lord and, and give your, you know, we just plead with you to give your life to him because it's only through that relationship that I'm able to do anything good. And I know you would say the same thing. And so, um, you know, we can say all these different things, but really it needs to start with a personal, personal and real relationship with Jesus. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I guess I wrote down some things to like put into practice um, that we've done personally in our relationship that have just yeah. helped us tremendously. Cause you know, the first couple of months it's always like butterflies and rainbows and you're always putting your best foot forward. And, you know, I always say like the first eight months, like was, you know, yeah, fairy tale. And then after that, like reality kind of sets in and you're, you know, have conflict and you're talking about real things, especially if it's something, someone that you are considering married, marrying, or like really in a, you know, um, or even if you're in an, in a marriage and these are still things that you could practice if you want to improve, um, your relationship. But anyway, so a couple of things I wrote down was, um, the biggest thing that we've done, um, from the beginning is just pray and read our Bibles together. Um, because that type of, um, foundation is like the most important thing that you can do. And even if that's the only step out of all these things that you take, like that will be the one that transforms your entire relationship. Um, I promise you that because God, only God can do the things that we want to receive out of our relationship or want to be in a relationship and only God can do that. So, um, that was the first one that we, um, uh, or the first one that I wrote down was pray and read your Bible together. And then um, the second one, ask the Lord to change your heart and your mind. Um, third, identify differences and triggers. Um, the next one, discuss communication styles. And then lastly, talk about childhood trauma or um, family roles like and slash behaviors that you've kind of seen play out. And um, yeah, I think, you know, those do affect the way that we interact with each other. And um, yeah, but like I said, never underestimate the power of prayer because it has fully transformed, you know, my relationship in in two and a half years, which is not a very long time to be together. And, um, I've just seen like completely different in myself and in, 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 um, my boyfriend as well. So it's just amazing to see. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, and God answered, here's our, here's our prayers and he answers them. And I can, could list out a multitude of prayers that have been answered in just my short time being married. And we've only been married just almost two years. And Jake and I, we've actually made it a habit and something we do almost every day. Some days, obviously we're not perfect, but praying before bed and it has been a, such a blessing just to be able to come together before ending the day and just laying any pride down, or if we had a conflict, it it really does make such a difference. And that's something that my parents, they set that as an example for me growing up, they always prayed in the morning and they would read and pray. And it was always just a normal part of their day. And I didn't appreciate what an incredible example that was until recently and just reflecting upon that is what kept their marriage strong. And I'm yeah. so blessed my parents are still married after 40, uh, 47 years, maybe. I don't know. Sorry, mom and dad. I don't remember how long you've been married. Um, but a long time. And yeah. my brother's 45. So I know it's been probably at least 47, maybe 48 this year. And uh, just praise God. Like we two are going to be the example to the next generation. So even if you don't come from a solid family, you can change the trajectory. And that's so, so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Amen to that. Well, we will see you guys in a couple weeks for another episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Freedom Podcast. If you love this show, make sure to share this episode with a friend and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you have any topics you would like us to cover, don't be shy. Send us a DM on Instagram to let us know. We would love to hear from you. Have a great week.